Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lumbertron Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Woods. I'm a creative artist, movement enthusiast, fitness nerd, and lover of stories. The uh, aim of this podcast is, well, simply to talk to some awesome folks and, and hear their stories, their ups and their downs, where they've gone, what they've learned. And uh, on that note, my guest today for this very first episode is Jesse Ward, nth level CrossFit coach and the owner of the Locals Gym in Linwood, Washington. Uh, We hung out at that gym for an hour and talked about all sorts of things from the mysteries of getting fit to what cavemen ate to what it means to present yourself as a trainer and a coach. Uh, I hope you enjoy this first episode, and if you have any comments or feedback, please send them to lumbertronic at gmail.com. All right, let's get it rolling. Uh, Jesse Ward. That's funny. Hi. Hey, what's up? Not much. Just done with the work for the day, uh, then I get to go home and play with the kids. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, who are you, Jesse Ward? Uh, what do you do? I own a gym. I own Linwood CrossFit. Um, it's kind of the primary, out of the primary gainful employment. I work weekends for CrossFit Incorporated, doing level ones, level twos, masters, anything they'll have me do, pretty much. Um, Thousands of degrees, more to degrees than a thermometer. Yes. No, I mean, <laughs> Certifications yeah. and yeah, lots of those. Um, plenty of those, and a, a bachelor's of exercise science, and mm. I'm writing a barbell course for them online, and. All that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, that's the a lot of things side. invested into this. So, yeah. how'd you get this whole start with fitness, CrossFit? Uh, you know, a long time. I mean, I played sports as a kid growing up. And then, um, in college was kind of weird because I didn't, honestly, I had no idea what I was going in for. I lifted weights in high school and that sort of stuff. I wasn't particularly good at it. Hmm. Um, I got kind of a bum left knee and I never really would squat well. I didn't know how to squat. So, you know, so anyway, so I got into college and I... It was a liberal arts college, so I decided to take classes that seemed interesting, regardless of what they were, because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it wasn't actually until sophomore year that I found a cool class, and it was anatomy. And it was like super awesome. Yeah. You know, we dissected people, and we learned all their stuff, and we passed all their tests, and we did all that. And, um, and then it just kind of, I stuck with that same, you know, mode of like, this is interesting, I will take that. And it ended up that I only needed like a couple of courses left to finish the degree. So I did those and did a thesis, and that's what I had. So, what did you do your thesis on? Um, it was, what was it? I can't remember the title for the life of me. It, it was on it was on general motor programs and the program that we that's basically a, like nerd for coordination yeah movement right yeah, yeah. and the the program we studied was shooting a free throw in basketball mm. um, and we used a like a six week training program which is like this is this actually this is like they put science in this thing in quotes because it's like so meathead science right <laughs> like, this is not like I killed wat, rats to get the data I wanted to have, no, like, I mean, it, so anyway, so we had, we had a bunch of guys, I think it was like eight or 10 dudes who played basketball, either at the high school level or for the college. And they either lifted weights before they went and shot a bunch of free throws or they lifted weights after they shot a bunch of free throws. Mm. We figured out if there were any changes in their, in their coordination of the free throw yeah. based on the, like the long term and air quotes, you know, like the six week is so long. Right? It's Very scientific. But on the, you know, if there was actually any changes in their, in their timing and their, and their shooting and it had nothing to do with the accuracy of their shot. It was, did the actual kinematics of the shot change? Yeah from shooting when you retired versus shooting when you were fresh. Mm. So, 
Yeah. That's a thesis. Maybe. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yay. You did a thing. Things happen. <laughs> Always good, you know. I can't even remember which one. I think I think the statistics were insignificant. I think it sort of boiled down to is it didn't actually matter. It might feel different, but it didn't change your coordination, so whatever. So whatever. Yeah. Science can be like that. <laughs> right. it, totally, <laughs> it totally can, you know? Yeah. So so where did you go from there? You you came out of that with Anatomy is awesome. Yeah. Uh, movement is awesome. Yeah, no, I came out of that. Um, you know, anatomy is awesome, movement is awesome, but also like uh, plenty of clinical stuff. I mean, we did, you know, pretty heavy physiology courses and biomechanics courses and that kind of stuff. And um, so like the science behind the movement is there and a lot of the um, like, uh, not a good way to put it, but like health metric science. Hmm. Like you do a Wingate cycle test and you determine somebody's anaerobic training threshold. And, you know, so it, a lot of people went on to do master's program stuff. A lot of people went on to do cardiovascular rehab stuff, right? Yeah. And that's major well, boring stuff. <laughs> it's just major, like, a cool, I'm in the hospital running people on a treadmill all day. Like, it sounds awful. Okay. So I entered for 24 hour while I was still at college, which is hilarious because it's not like. There's not an internship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. It's like, well, okay. Like the, all the, the GM, I, I, I was new. I was like, yeah. you know, I was 22, right? Didn't know, didn't know nothing. So I, you know, something, I figured there was some kind of like actual profession. Right? Mm. Like, this is a trainer, and you're like a cool guy, and then you're going to know stuff, and you're going to help the people, and they're going to pay you money, and it's going to be rad, and like, okay, cool, right? Or that maybe you just they had clients waiting and you needed to be a good trainer to train these clients because they needed to get good fitness or whatever they wanted. Like I said, totally naive, right? So I rolled up and the guys were like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, intern, yeah, sounds cool. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll set you up with a card and then, uh, and then we'll show you how to use the system so you can sell the stuff and then, uh, yeah. Mm. And it was like, I didn't know at the time, I mean, probably like four years later, it kind of dawned on me that it wasn't an internship, it was like, you just got hired. Fit into their sales machine. Just to see if I could have like a mm-hmm. cousin who wanted training and I could get a sale because they're so hungry. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. So I worked up there for a little while before I graduated and then worked for Valleys for a little while, which is kind of fun. Uh, and then for a little place called Miko's Fitness, which is no longer business. Mm. Um, and then after four years of them, we opened our own spot in yeah. 2000, late 2007. And then we became a CrossFit in... Well, technically, late 2007, we've been CrossFit as well. I don't know if, what the timing actually is. I don't care. But we got a level ones in 08, and everything else has been different since and then. Just, so, yeah, I just yeah. changed from there. Yeah, big time. That's fantastic. Yeah, pretty cool. So, so what exactly is CrossFit anyway? Um, the the lecture notes say that CrossFit is constantly varied function of movement executed at high intensity. Okay. Like that is. That is the definition Does of Does that definition speak directly to what you it, feel CrossFit is? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. as far as the workout goes, if, if you're thinking CrossFit, you're thinking exercise program, that is exactly what it is. We change the workout every day. The movements are the movements of life, and it's super hard. The movements of life. Yeah. Is that is that where yeah. we get this weird term, functional fitness? Yeah. Um, kind of. Functional, that's a, functional fitness... And a function of it, it's any, any buzzword, right? Like natural, yeah. right? Like granola bars and bears are What is natural. healthy anyway? Right. So, <laughs> any, yeah. So, functional, I mean, because, you know, the Avalanche 2000 is functional, right? Because I don't know why. So is a shake weight, but insert life track, right? But um, but the, the thing about the functional movements as we see them is they can move heavy weights far fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if you can do that stuff, 
you're going to get really tired from it and you're going to get really fit from it. Hmm. And the stuff that can't move heavy weights far fast, like you'll have to, you'll have to do some kind of salesmaning on that. This is the right stuff to do for everybody. Yeah. You know, think like, you know, think like uh, like Pilates. Pilates is fine. They've got plenty of good things to do for the abs, and they've got good people to teach it, and they've got a lot of stuff. But thinking you know, like, but you're like your your bottom rung you know, mat class at 24 Hour Fitness that isn't doing a whole lot of good for anybody, mm. but they're in there doing stuff, right? Yeah. Like that experience is, is somebody sold Pilates as superior to the people that are in that class and then they found the cheapest way to get it. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting very little out of the training of that. And there's definitely places, like I said, you can go and, you know, pay some real money for that and you get good training out of that Pilates. Yeah. But you take it the other way and of course it's going to be bad, right? But there they are, and they're not moving heavyweights far fast, and they're not getting fit. Yeah. Whereas even if you were not doing it well, but you were doing something that was heavy, far, and fast, you would still be useful in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it seems so, like so, lumberjacking. So would you say fit means to, you know? to be useful? Yeah, how about yeah. that? You know, yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not useful once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not useful when you're in your 20s. I mean, useful until you die. Yeah. I and mean, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, healthy, yeah. healthy to be useful as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. does does CrossFit uh, prescribe any kind of diet to go along with the exercise? Of course, yeah. I mean that's that's definitely um, Coach Glassman. One of his one of his quotes that I like a lot is that if you're coaching CrossFit but not talking food, you're mm-hmm. not coaching CrossFit. Yeah. And you're like, that's a good soundbite. You know, it's just, you know once a week if you're not bringing it up in a class somewhere, you're just missing the mark. You're not doing the job. You know, like, and it's not. They're, no, they're, they're doing a really good job now. They didn't, they didn't do a poor job earlier. It was just like they had a few articles and they just assumed people would read them and do that and it would work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Assumptions like, going a long way. So weird, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's funny because if you look at the thing, you read the article and you're like, oh, well, do what it says. You will become leaner and you will get fit. And you're like, oh, that's dumb. And people don't want to try that because it's not sexy. So they started putting out these really, really cool videos that are like 40 seconds, a minute long. And they're fantastically done. And it's just like, hey... This is bacon and Brussels sprouts. You can eat this too. And it's like somebody cooking it and it's like, oh, it's magic. <laughs> and because the bacon is super perfect looking and it's great and the Brussels sprouts are like awesome. It's like, the, you know, and then the, the, the cooking footage, I don't know how they, I don't know, but it makes it look way better than my kitchen. Yeah. You know, and you get done and you're like, dude, I'm starving. And you're like, I'm dying for bacon and Brussels sprouts, you know, or, or wh- whatever they've got on the, you know, the menu, right? They yeah. Do a, they do a, a chicken stir fry thing. I mean, it's, it's one a day. Mm-hmm. You know, they got 50 up there probably right now, you know, and you're just like, dude, you just gotta Just getting go that eat information this. out there and making it look good. Just go eat it, you know? <laughs> like, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be harder than this. Like, this is, this is literally is all it takes. Yeah. Put the stuff in the pot. Eat it. Just Time. simple meat, vegetables, done. Do it four times a day. You're probably not going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not going to die. And you're probably going to get super fit. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, because even trying to get the perfect day for every single person is impossible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, aligning carrots and sticks, you know, to motivate and, and prevent people from doing, you know, general harm to themselves, it shouldn't be hard either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think one should would drive the other and make it easier. Yeah. 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 You know, what do you think of uh, people out there eating just, a, just an old meat diet? You know, I heard about the carnivore thing. I mean, mm-hmm. not really... I don't know, man. I mean, I like meat as much as the next dude, but like, <laughs> dang, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I think I'll, this is kind of. Fun. I mean, I don't know, this maybe is a little bit deep, 
but like the um, the new research about um, the new research about fructose and blood pressure and activity levels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It it's 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 super cool from an epidemiological end, but like not not even that, it's like ancestral look at this thing. So here you are, it's 100,000 years ago, and your name is Thag, right? And Thag knows that winter's coming, and so Thag's got to get to work, and he's got to make his cave better, and he's got to try to store up whatever he can food-wise, and he's got to try to get his, you know, his hunting grounds sorted out, and he's got to try to make the, you know, whatever he can do to make it as best he can for the winter, right? Of course. So during the summertime, you get more light, and you have longer days, Mm -hmm. right? So you have more time to do work, because you didn't have a lantern or a headlamp or whatever, right? Couldn't carry our fire. So that's super <laughs> handy, right? Yeah. So, okay, so you're out there, you get more work done. Now, because you have more light, you're going to get more tired. So you need to have something that gives you more energy. And it, interestingly enough, you're going to be dehydrated because it's hot. So if you eat berries the whole day you're doing your thing and you get that dose of fructose, you are chemically engineered to be more active during that time, which helps you. You're going to gain fat, which helps you because winter's coming. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have more energy to do what you gotta do because you have the sugar to use it to make the thing work and go do, and your blood pressure goes up. So when you're dehydrated, you don't get weird. Like, oh shit, it's, it's everything it seems, we need. Uh, sounds like nature at work. Right, the problem <laughs> is, is then suddenly like comes November mm-hmm. and you're fucking on the carnivore diet until like, I don't know, March <laughs> or April or something, you know what I mean? And then you're on the fasting diet because you're out of food and you can't chase a squirrel because he doesn't give a shit, mm-hmm. you know? And then suddenly you're kind of back and now we're back to it. Like, yeah, like I think there's a period for all that stuff. I think the trick is, is I don't think it's smart to be on it forever. You yeah, know what I mean? So you, like, you, you see a, a, a light to seasonal eating, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think some of that makes a lot of sense. I don't think, I don't think fructose has a point in the modern American, uh, the modern human diet whatsoever. I mean, the zoo yeah. we live in, does not need fructose for us. And we just mm-hmm. don't have the activity level needed. I mean, maybe a few of us do, but you'd have to really be legitimately doing it. And I think it still has damage associated with it no matter what. Yeah. You use it up, you're still causing damage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just like, eh. But I think it's I think it's fun to look at it like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's where may, it may have fit into yeah. a human that's, society yeah, like you that. You need to gain 15 pounds. Yeah. Something. You know, your body's like, actually going to use it as you move through your life without food or fuel. Totally, because you're yeah. going to have fasting periods coming up, and you better have 80,000 calories stored, or you're going to die. Yeah. That's what's up. And you're like, okay, pretty cool. Now we're inverting that, where we get fat all winter, when we should be getting lean. Mm-hmm. And then we try to get, we try our hardest to get skinny all summer, and it's stupid. It's backwards. You know? Yeah, there's so. a lot of... Uh, a lot of natural balance thrown out with our society, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. That's crazy, man. <sighs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Stupid fructose. Stupid fructose. <laughs> uh, so, so what does a day in the life of Jesse Ward look like? Okay. Running the gym and, and uh, making the magic happen here. Yeah, the... Um they change a little bit each day for sure, because I do a combination yeah, of I can classes. imagine. It, it can't be completely routine. Yeah. Be. Well, I mean, it, in that it, I mean, it is, but... Yeah, all right, so. it, Yeah, so between, between classes of personal training um, and then admin stuff and then equipment fixing and all that kind of jazz, like it, you know, like Mondays, I try to work the afternoon, so I've got some clients and I've got some classes, and then in the morning, I either fix up my website so that I like it um, for the next week or... <laughs> do other admin stuff at home like you know because you gotta get your week set up so that's monday tuesday typical work the morning but not the night 
So that's a 5 a.m. Get here and get after it until noonish, and then you know do a few errands around town that you need to, and then get home and do math with the kids at night and play video mm. games and do whatever. Important. And then Wednesday is just all day. Wednesday is is 5 a.m. all the way to 7:30 p.m. Um, do you like to bring food for yourself during the day? Do you have fridges that you store food? What kind of yeah. meals do you usually take? Um, right now we're doing a meat and vegetables challenge. Boom. So it's pretty straight up. I mean, it, it's super boring and it's super easy and it's fine. Nice. So it's, yeah, it's just that. Yeah, the only the only things I was lamenting with my wife about that really like, that sucks, I can't do that. Like, it, cheese doesn't bother me and it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. guts-wise, which is super rad. So, you, you just know, feel I'm like, the restriction. I'm like cheese and eggs <laughs> and you're like, that's nice, I like that. And then... Um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, like they got these almond um, flour crackers that I like, and those are tasty. <laughs> They're not on the challenge. Those are tasty. I know, and it's just like just hold like that out there. Crackers. And then <laughs> the other thing is, um, is uh, uh, cured meats usually don't fit the bill because they have, you know, the whole log will have eight grams of sugar in it or whatever the hell, so you can't, you know. I try to get beef jerky at Double D Meats, and they have them all stewed yeah. in brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so it's like, all right, all right. So you start off with those for the challenge too, but that, you know, so, but I do like a cured meat plenty. So I eat, I eat a bit of that stuff normally, but hmm. you know, that's, that's what I do for the gym is to, is to either take on the long days, on the Wednesdays I take three meals and the normal days I take one hmm. and I eat again when I get home. It makes nice. it easy. Yeah. Know? Simple. Yeah. That's super easy. It's just great. Yeah. And she does most of the cooking, which is like, and I'm lucky that way. Praise. I'm super lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like my wife spoils me endlessly. So. That's Wednesday. I mean, Wednesdays are a grind, and usually on Wednesday I do my equipment work in the middle of the day. You know, like we've got new ropes to hang, and we've got some other stuff to put up. That that'll always happen midday because mm. I hate doing work when people are here in classes. It's just like I don't know. It's like too much heckling. They, you know, they always mean well. Like, oh wow, look at you on a ladder, ha ha. I, just, I have no patience for it. <laughs> so I just do it when nobody's here, and it makes it much better. Mm. And then basically same thing. Thursday, Fridays are kind of morning days. Yeah. And I'm out in the weekends. I do a lot of work um, traveling for CrossFit and doing that. So. It's kind of a million hours a week, but it's fine. But you know, it's, it's fine. All, it's all easy. I mean, to me, it's easy stuff. I grew up landscaping, so yeah. You know, you're not shoveling. You're standing around pointing and making people do work. It's pretty. Does easy. it does it drive you when you wake up in the morning? Do you what 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 do you what do you yeah. what do you feel when you wake up in the morning? What do you what do you? <laughs> it's so towards? early. You gotta go. Yeah. It's so early. Do you, do you have any feeling? <laughs> <laughs> it's so early. I mean, it's a 3:48 get up, and I snooze it once typically because it makes me happy, and then it definitely is. I mean. My feet suck. I got plantar fasciitis on my left foot pretty bad, so I get out of bed in a pain, you know, and that sort of thing, and just kind of get to it and cook eggs, and then you're happy. I mean, it's it, you know, so, yeah. You're not sitting with anything, a spiritual drive or anything like that? No, no. Yeah, no. okay. Look at the schedule <laughs> for the day. I don't do any affirmations or mantras. It's like, or, okay, I got to do this, 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 know. get it done, get it go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's one of those things I don't really... Like, and people have always, I mean, I was in college, I worked out a ton, right? And it was hmm. a thing, and everyone was like, where do you find the motivation? And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, motivation is tricky to find for a lot of reasons, but I just don't really, I don't have motivation. So I just do Discipline? Stuff. Do you have discipline? I don't know either. Hmm. I, mean, I was talking about that with my wife the other night. Like, <laughs> discipline and habits and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know if that, obviously there's a habit to not having good habits or whatever, right? But it's like, you know, you know what I mean? But like, you know, it's like, I was really good at flossing and it was like I was doing awesome and then I just stopped and you're like because I just didn't want to floss and then I gotta get back to it it's not there's no like (laughs) is that discipline or is that habit or what is that but it's like I don't know what it is either is it a thing you gotta do then maybe you should do it or it's just like yeah it's like super weird you know but it's like it's not it's neither of those things because it if it was habit it would be the same for forever and if it was discipline then you'd have to maybe always find it because it can never be a habit. And I don't, 
I don't know. I just don't, you know, it's, 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 there's enough variability, I feel like, in what's happening because the weekend work is never really the same. Yeah. And the day-to-day work, I mean, yeah, it, it is the same, but we do change it every time. Mm-hmm. So there's always, and I don't, I do a really good job for myself because it helps my brain to, like, not script out the days. The sessions, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people have, you really, tried, have you tried blocking out your days beforehand? No, no, I mean, my schedule is tight as far as the mm-hmm. hours by hours, but, like, in the class setting... We do a lot of talk on like lesson planning stuff, uh, and I think yeah. it's really important, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lana does plenty of that, and I think it really helps her. Mm-hmm. But I've taught like twenty thousand classes, so I kind of got it. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like hoo hoo, I'm the man, but it's like I've done plenty of them. You've got, you've got experience. Yeah. So when you know, it's, I wait for to see who to kind of shows up in class, and I kind of you know at that point roll with what I think needs to be done for this group of people to get through this workout, versus like recreate the same class four, five, six, seven times in a day. That'll kill me, you know. What mm. I mean? So I so I don't bother even doing it. Yeah. You know, I pl- I think about it ahead of time. You know, what kind of elements need to be included? That makes sense, you know. But it doesn't. Um, you hit the keynotes and you can improvise. If I try hard to follow the same plan, yeah, it's just ruthless on the psyche. Mm. So again, I don't know if that's part of habit, discipline, <laughs> pattern, yeah, non-pattern, whatever that is. It is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of. I mean, that's the way it keeps it light for me. Yeah. Do you have a lot of help at the gym? Uh, you mentioned Lana. Um, yeah, no, I do. I've got um, I've got my wife who does. We call her Bondo Girl, <laughs> which anywhere there's a hole, Carrie will fill it, <laughs> right? Which is great. So food stuff, nutrition stuff. Um, she's doing teens and kids class right now for Erica while she's got her maternity stuff. Mm. Um, she has done admin stuff. She's done childcare stuff. She's done cleaning. She's done retail ordering she's done I mean you name it like anywhere I mean it's just it's, and she's cooking for it it's ridiculous yeah and raising my boys and it's just nuts right so so that's so she, she's the main the main source of all helps and then my sister just started working for us probably I don't know two years ago or maybe a year and a half at least I don't know probably two and it's um, that's been super great because she's actually really good hmm. and um, which is a total load off right everybody loves Lana it's great and um, yeah she's super good and she, so, and she does her homework and she's plans her steps really well and she does have a good eye for what to do and that kind of makes that nice um and then it kind of around that like around that little core there's kind of the periphery you know Mel mm. does all the massage stuff it keeps people kind of that keeps people who are floating away sometimes on the fringes plugged back in which was really cool um and she's just great for that and people need massage so it really helps um and then Jimmy does a night Meredith does a night Steph helps out um she's super pregnant right now so she's not as much but she's been really instrumental mm. in this last year through August and uh, December, between me being gone in Alaska and Lana having her having her surrogacy finish, that was pretty crucial timing for Steph to really take up her a lot of responsibility. So there's that. Yeah. We're definitely in the hunt for one more, and I've got a line on a dude I like, Jay. Um, but I think he might get back here all the way into next year. Sometimes he's gone to the Marines. Hmm. Um, so we'll see, kind of, you know, what the next. It's one of those things that's so weird. Is it's there's always a next, you know? It's always a next. And it, and you hate to like think like that really you know because you like what you've got right now and everything's really good but it's, it's going to change it's just that's all there is to it it's just going to change mm-hmm. I shouldn't forget Erica and her kids program because um, it's pretty I mean we don't have a, like a robust kids program but she does do a really good job with them yeah. um, has been super consistent with that for a couple of years maybe so it's that's fantastic so that's pretty cool too yeah because that's something that I don't know, the older my boys get the more passionate I get about it but it's impossible because nobody makes any money doing it Mm. You know, it's like it's super undervalued in our society. I feel. Well, it's it's one. Of, it's so funny, right? I mean, it, and not to be, not to be weird, right? But like, you know, some people like you you pay a 
three grand a year for your son to do soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, for the boys to do gymnastics for for one year, six hours a week, which is a healthy commitment, right? Three hours a night, two two nights a week. It was like four grand, right? Mm. You're like, wow. Okay, so that's a chunk, right? But CrossFit kids are like, what's this workout? So it's an hour, and you're like, yeah, it'll be a normal rate, 125 a month or something like that. And the people are like, yeah, nah. <laughs> and you're like, that's 1200 bucks a year, 1400 bucks a year, something like that. Like this is, this is less than the soccer your kid doesn't play because he's out of shape and you want him to be in shape and you want him to not get sick and you want him to work out. And it's a third of what the price is regularly for anything else. And they're like, yeah, I can't, I can't get that. And you're like, fuck, I don't get it. You know, if I talk sports, yeah, apparently I could charge three times as much, and people wouldn't bat an eye. It's like a wedding tax. It's wax, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, it's for, you know, for the gymnastics, it was like twenty-five a kid a month, mm-hmm. and you're like, but it's gymnastics, and you're like, okay, mm. like I teach gymnastics too. We're gonna do ring stuff, and we're gonna yeah. do tumbling stuff, and we're gonna do handstand stuff, and they wanted to wear a leotard. And they're going to learn weights and cool stuff like kettlebells and dumbbells. And they're going to not do that at gymnastics. And then, oh, we're going to become row and run and ski and climb rope and all this kind of other things. Like, okay, you do all that stuff, which cross country is really cheap. So maybe that's, maybe that's a detractor. Anyway, you know, like, it, you know, there's nobody pays for running. How weird is that, right? We're doing the cross country club, but it comes nothing. Yeah. Kids know. can go run outside. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah, we just teach them how to sprint anyway, but they'll reverse that. That's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast. Don't get me started. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. So CrossFit, uh, like I said, super super needed, and um, it's only a few places in the world it's done well, and it's always on a, a nonprofit scenario, mm-hmm. and it's just like, uh, you know, it'll come. Yeah. Some schools are taking it up, which is pretty fun to watch, but mm-hmm. not as fast. Nice. You know, so yeah. Yeah, so Jim, yeah, Jim's got a lot of help and does really. We've got a few um, Dulcie and Cat. They help us out with childcare and cleaning and stuff, which is really great. And uh, I'm practicing delegation by giving <laughs> sister a few tasks like billing and um, and retail stuff and ordering and that stuff. And that's you know hmm. that's just trepidation for me for sure. But I'm sure it'll work out fine. She's a dwarf. She's grown up. Yeah, got what could support. happen? <laughs> <laughs> what could happen? Learning yeah. from mistakes is the worst thing that can happen. That's totally it. Yeah, I've done it all, so it's fine, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. So when did you when did you first settle on the name Locals? Um, it was probably like 2006. Yeah. That's when we started working with um, the other owners and getting our, our business loans together and our business plans and getting the structures and trying to find a lease, which took a long time and all that kind of stuff in it. Yeah, we, we, came, we came into that name because it, we built it for the local people. Anybody yeah, else, you know, like it, this wasn't a, this wasn't my gym, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Deidre's gym, and it it was the gym for us. It's not for people that are in Seattle. It's for people that live here. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, it's called Locals Gym. And they were like, cool, you know, run it. And I was like, that's sweet. So off we went. Yeah. It's a pretty goofy name. It's really like the most impossible email to say. You're on the phone, Locals Gym, and they're like, uh, is there a local gym? And you're like, put an S after the local. What? You know, they just spell it out. They're like, oh, and you're like, yeah. Unfortunately, now we've got the backup, Linwood CrossFit. You can throw that out there. Yeah. People might get it. It works a little bit, a little bit faster. So we usually, we usually air to that. Yeah. Because they like, they get it and they know what city they're in ostensibly. So it kind of works out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Where's this, where's this Lumbertron going? What's it doing? Where's this Lumbertron going? Yeah. So... 
this is kind of just kind of speaking to what I do, what I, yeah. what I am. Uh, it's kind of how I share myself creatively. Okay. Uh, I, I want to build. I want to share. I've got uh, I've got a shop. Yeah. I've got a shop coming out. Uh, I've got a website. Kind of just cool. categorize this. There'll be this podcast will be there. Nice. Um, maybe there'll be some video somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, it, it's it's a. It's a thing that's starting to take shape. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a logo. Yeah, that's cool. Ooh, it's got a logo. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see it. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, that's rad. Uh, all right, a few more questions. Yeah. What does Jesse Ward do for fun? Uh, you know, I've told uh, one of my friends, Kelsey Nagel, that I am not good at having fun. Mm. Um, it's probably the thing that I'm the worst at, because the things that I do for fun, um, other people don't think are very fun. Okay. Which is normal to me. So the things that I do for fun are usually be alone in the wilderness. Okay. That is that is it. And it um, seems kind of goofy, but like I really am surrounded by people all the time. Mm-hmm. You teach classes, you know, you got either one person in front of you or you've got up to 15, 20, whatever. You travel on weekends and you're teaching to 40, 50 people at a time and everybody, they're all great people, so you can't begrudge them anything, right? Because it's, it's awesome stuff and the energy is awesome and you feed off of it. But it's one of those things like most people when they want to go have a good time, they get around people and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, it's funner when constantly there's more people. It's like, meanwhile, like, <laughs> there's always more people where I'm at. Yeah. Because it's, it's, so I get totally burnt out after a while. So I totally just just opt out and just get the hell out and um, yeah, and do that. Hence Alaska. Hence Alaska. <laughs> you know, and usually it's the worse the conditions, the better it is because you see less people. Mm. You know, so, you know, shitty snow camping on a trail that nobody wants to go on. Perfect. Mm. You know, awful... Um, hikes where the view doesn't exist and it is long sounds great you know like oh, that vista is nice what this I don't even watch it you know stuff like that you know or like Alaska's perfect for that too because there's nobody out there yeah. it's um, you know the cabin is fantastic so that's you know it's one of those things where it's to me it's very very fun and very very charging but it literally I mean it's arduous work all day mm-hmm. you know you're sharpening tools and you're working axes and you're working saws and you're hauling wood and I mean doing all that stuff and you're cooking your own food and you're doing your chores and you're you know hauling water for miles and it's just you know it's like nobody will get this they'll they you just, find purpose in that yeah I don't I love it I fucking yeah. love it man you know <laughs> and they people don't get it and I don't expect them to but for me it is it is the tops you know that's as far awesome. as you know general like recreation I think I mean the boys they fill in all those gaps for me we've got twin boys or ten and so it you know, any of the, like, the general momentary joys, you know, like, that, that's that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're just goofs, man. They picked up my goofy side, and they, they run with it to the max, and it's hilarious. You know, between the stupid jokes that the boys do, and you guys, if you have any kids, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, video games and Fortnite and stuff like that, they do great with it, and we have a blast with that stuff, and, you know, we just you know, do little things that families should do, and it's always a good time. Mm. You know, so this that that kind of rounds in all the edges. You know, that's great. Um, I definitely enjoy video games probably more than the most people, <laughs> but I have no time to play them, so it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, and then I heard there might be rumors that you're secretly a huge nerd. Yeah, yeah. No, the nerds, the rooms are true. Yeah, we did a D and D session over the winter, which was great, and we probably won't have another until next winter. We'll see. I mean, it's all about the dates. It's all about dates. But <laughs> but it was yeah. like I said, it was epic and it was great. It was a ton of fun. It, it was I, great. I'm really glad you were there for it. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was cool. And oh yeah, my. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things. That if I, I mean, if I could be five people, I could really do a lot. And that'd be really cool. Sounds like some involved role playing right there. <laughs> you know, because you know, what, what I have in mind is, you know, we had like these nine guys show up and they did all this cool stuff, right? And they all stratified. But each one of those own, each one of those 
groups that went off could that's its own that's its own adventure troop mm-hmm. you know i mean like you know those you know the two or three like the two whatever the the two boys and carrie and mel i mean the, the centaur they, they those three or four of them have their own wing you know vector of adventure right awesome and then rob and fucking ryan and What's the other guy's NPC? So, oh, it's Ken. Like, yeah, Rob, Ryan, and Ken. I mean, those three guys, they have their own adventure vector as well. Like, it's a whole different... Because they're way higher level, and they got way more gear, and yeah. they're way more savvy adventurers, and they're, they're going to boom, and they're going to go do really cool stuff. And it's like, you know, the dwarf thing between you two, you and Caitlin, and that whole that whole vector, it's, it's badass, right? Yeah, you picked up three different and groups, and you put them together in a world. <laughs> and you, so it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you can play a game, I mean, for as long as your imagination wants to run with it, and I think mine runs well. And that's the double-edged sword of crap, because then you're just like, whenever you do any of it, it'll be awful, you know? But when so, it happens, it's a golden experience. That's right. That's you know, all you can do is just plan for it and run it as best you can and enjoy the hell while you're doing it, and that's that. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. That's that's how I roll, anyway. It just makes me happy. Natural 20s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah, for sure. All right. Final question out of yeah. left field. What did your father teach you about being a man? Uh, that's a good question. Dad taught me a lot about being a man. Um, if I had to boil it down to one thing, we worked a ton when we were kids. It was I would say a ton. I don't even know how much because as a kid, you have no good reflection on what the hell you actually did. But we um, we spent a lot of time working with dad landscaping, and that's you know that's I mean as a kid, you know like shoveling a trench is really a lot of work, and it was a double cool thing because he I don't know he was I don't know I shouldn't say was he's very much alive but. But he, he was really good at, um, I don't know if this is good or not, he, he would praise you publicly with his friends and tell stories about how cool stuff you did or whatever. And it wasn't that he chatted you privately, but he would also get really super pissed when things weren't good. Mm. And you were just like, whoa, like my dad is so pissed, right? And, it, and this is all the way... This, I mean, he may have stopped now. I've worked with him a decade, right? But, I mean, I was 23, 24, probably last time I worked with him for any real period of time. Yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. Super pissed, right? But, same point in time, like, the stories where you did good things when you were a kid or when you were grown up or whatever, that, those shared public stories of when you were awesome, they, like, inflated the what I wanted to do or the account that I had of myself that I was mm. actually good enough or whatever. He, he gave you self, that self-worth. Yeah. And so I think there's something to that where those stories, and they were true stories. So I mean, he was yeah. he was always he took on good stories about what happened. Yeah. So it was like, you know. So I feel like that's the that's the thing that I probably could take away from from his training is how to how to build people up by retelling stories of cool shit they've done, hmm. so that you know what I mean. So that so that the person you're telling it about because they're there hearing it. Yeah makes them feel cool too you know what I mean it's something that's a weird deal speaking someone else's truth if if they can't or using it to bolster them right it's like what's what's wrong with having a herald Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that would make you feel cool every time so why not be that for somebody else too you know what I mean I think yeah my dad did that and it always kind of stuck with me as far as what helped me feel cool too because I always worked really hard when I worked with them and that was one of the things he's always like you know yeah my son's great he taught me about work and I was like how did I teach you about work dad and he was like you know we were all shoveling and then we wanted to talk from it, so we stopped shoveling and you kept shoveling and kept talking. And I was like, I should just keep shoveling and keep talking. Because my son <laughs> who's seven can do it, so fuck, I gotta do it too or whatever, you know? And you were like, that's pretty cool, Dad. So just kind of, that's one of the stories he likes to tell in his stick. And it, 
you know, it's nothing that I made up. It's just that's kind of part of who I was at the time anyway. Yeah. So it stuck more or less, I think. Sweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably that. And I'd say uh, I'd say that yeah. built a pretty uh, pretty noble king. Well, thanks. I don't know about king, but <laughs> but servant king at best. I mean, that's the other thing I'm really super passionate about is being a servant. And I think yeah. I don't think people. I don't. I think I think it's obviously not a sexy thing, but I think it's something that's that's super vital and it's super cool. And I don't see it as a negative thing. And I think that to be a good servant, you got to serve yourself and. Because otherwise you can't, you know, have the energy, willpower, mm. anything like that to do it, you know. So it's straight truth, you know. But there's <laughs> something to it, right? I just that's how I feel about that. Where it, because that's what I do. I mean, that's all I do all day is help people. Yeah. Well, like literally all day, every day. You know what I mean? It's so it. It's weird. So I don't really get anything out of it other than helping somebody else do better what they do, and that's either on weekends or with my wife or my kids or with y'all at the gym. I mean, that's really all it is. So as soon as you can find a way to feel good about that. You know, because I control nothing. I mean, it, technically I control exactly how the experience here goes, but if it doesn't go the way you want it to, more or less, you just fire me. Hmm. I mean, it seems stupid, right? But yeah. it's like, so I'm not actually in control. Like, I'm kind of the, you know, the ringmaster of sorts. Yeah, you're you just know? kind of like the uh, the yeah. wizard. You're, you're controlling, <laughs> you're, you're holding the power. You're the wizard of Oz <laughs> behind the curtain. You, you the have buttons, the ancient right? wisdom. But the feedback you guys give me tells me exactly what you want to do. And if I don't necessarily react to it reasonably, then it, it'll be, it's just one of those things where you're just like, cool, wrong gym, and you're mm. out. And it, you know, I think people either they get that or they don't get that or they don't want to get that or whatever that is. And so that, anyway, so I feel like, passionate about that because if you don't as a trainer if you can't get that you're you're not in the right job mm. you know if you're thinking that your clients are here because you're awesome it's like you missed it <laughs> you know like it just a just another service just another tool yeah. resource i mean you know i need you're valuable i mean you really are and you, the 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 frequency of client contact is really high and so you you have a super huge influence on people's lives i mean disproportionately huge influence it and you could leverage that if you want to be weird about it or you could just enjoy it for what it is or, you know, but like, if somebody thinks that the person who does their nails is a friend, hmm. and you see them once every month, every three weeks or whatever, maybe you get that done and, hey, Tammy, what's up, girl? And, you, you know, whatever, right? Like, you see me six days a week. Like, whoa, you know, like, for an hour to whack, not even a 27 minute fill, you know, like it, like there's a lot more, you know, bumps in that thing. So it's a lot more opportunities for me to be you know, useful to you in exercise ways or outside of that too. But there's also a lot of other ways that I can mess you up mm -hmm. if I'm not paying attention to how I present myself or how I deal with you personally or all yeah, that Yeah, the rapport is, is built. Yeah, I do it day, day by, by day, day too. You know, I mean, if you come in, and, yeah, so it's one of those things like, again, that's another reason why I just got to get the hell out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, because I feel that, that, you know, that if I don't do well, like you're, like I could mess you up and you won't be a fit person, you'll die soon. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's bad. Do you still have a little fear of fucking like, up? All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, chronically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's one of the things I just, you know, I take it really seriously as far as how I, how I put myself out to the clientele. Actually, that just sounds kind of cold, you know, but to people that come here, you know, yeah. like it's, well, you how know, you present yourself, they are essentially yeah. clientele. They you know, so yeah, but, you know, I'm carrying a bunch of negative baggage or anything like that. Like it just rubs off on them and it's not a fun place to be and it's not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it, it messes up the training session. And they're not, they're not here for that. Yeah. I'm not here for them to be here for that. Mm. No matter what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not that like you're faking it all the time or something like that, but it's, you have to do enough of that to separate it out so that what you're doing is a proper, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, 
Alfred. You know, like Alfred ain't got no bad days when it comes to freaking Batman. You know what I mean? Like he might be upset with him or whatever. He but can he's still, sigh. He can sigh. This is right? where Alfred will go. Right. He's he's gonna do the thing because he's gonna do what's right because that's what Alfred does. You know what I yeah. mean? Like so, it's that's the kind of thing. Like motivation doesn't really work because it's not about that. You know, I'm here to do does the Alfred right thing. Does Alfred have discipline? Does Alfred you know I mean? have habits? I don't. Th- I don't know, man. <laughs> who knows what Alfred does? As soon as you don't see Alfred with Batman, you fucking who knows what Alfred does? I mean, Alfred could be whew, he could be wild. You know, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, you know, so it's one of those, like, that's, just, that's how I feel about it. Like, it's not any of that stuff. It's just doing the right thing for the right people for the right reasons, which is a CrossFit line. It is kind of how it should be, you know? So we just, I don't know, do that. Shit, I don't know. Jesse Ward, the Alfred of fitness. The Alfred of fitness. <laughs> Why do we fall down, Master Bruce? It's because they're burpees. Stop it. All right. So that was my talk with CrossFit coach in the... Alfred of Fitness, Jesse Ward. God, such a badass. He officiated my wedding, by the way. Kind of a big deal. Uh, Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our talk, and I'm honored you took the time to listen to my podcast. And again, if you have any questions or comments, please send them over to lumbertronic at gmail.com. Talk to you next time.